Welcome to my peer leadership journal reflection number five for LDRS 2014. Let's get into the questions. So the first question is, what was the most impactful surprise from modules 13 to 15? And I think it was really interesting to learn about ethical leadership. I guess I'd never thought about how philosophy is connected to leadership, but now that I think about it, it definitely is. But I love how you incorporated that picture from the show, The Good Place. I love that episode too. And I think the would you kill five people to save one argument is very applicable to leadership. And I think it's often a decision that leaders have to make. So it's definitely worth thinking about some of the major philosophical arguments and seeing how they tie into leadership. The next question is what truths or confirming ideas from modules 13 to 15 surfaced you? In module 14, in which we talked about problem solving, I really liked how you mentioned that for peer leaders, it's important to be a figure of help and maybe ask a few questions to get your mentee thinking and reflecting, but you don't want to get too much into it because it creates a sense of dependency. And I personally have experienced this in my last relationship I was in. I felt like during the relationship, I was the therapist the whole time and like not getting paid for my work. but. So I think it's definitely can be applied to mentee dependency and you have to be willing to put up those boundaries to prevent that kind of dependency from developing. And I think that's difficult to do to be assertive like that, but I really liked how you brought awareness to it. The next question is after engaging with modules 13 to 15, what are you most curious about now? So in module 13, we talked about ethical leadership and what might be morally good is different than what is effective. And this got me thinking, how do we define moral leadership? Like how can we know something is truly good or bad? And how do we define ethics? Like if I was going to witness an ethical or morally good leader, where is the line drawn between someone who is ethically good or ethically bad? And I know it sounds like a philosophy question, but I'm very curious to see how leaders can decipher between what is right and wrong. Because my assumption would be that the moral and that morals are dependent on society standards because there's a lot of things that occur on the other side of the world that we might consider to be unethical, but they don't, for example. And for example, people eat dogs in China and a lot of Westerners are very disturbed by it and I find it um, and they find it unethical. And then you've got the people in India who hear about us eating cow and they're like very disturbed by us because we appear unethical for eating a very sacred animal. So how do we know something is ethical or not? And is it possible that morality is 100% subjective? My next question is, what is the most important concept or idea you learned in LDRS 2014 that you would teach to or communicate to a peer leader in training? Um, I think the most important concept or idea that I learned in this class would be, or that I would teach to a peer leader in training would be about interpersonal communication and effective mentoring. I think module six summarized a lot of the main points that peer leaders need to understand, particularly in the act of giving advice. And I'm extremely guilty of giving super biased advice to people and having it absolutely blow up in the other person's face. And as a result, um, I don't usually give advice anymore because of that. So I want people to understand that a lot of the advice we give is ego driven and that every person's story is very unique. Just because something worked for you doesn't mean that it's gonna work for someone else. 
So my advice to a peer leader in training would be to refrain from giving a lot of advice. You can give some, but a lot is kind of risky. And instead, listen to these individuals and allow them to sort through what they think is right and talk about their own experiences because it might sound cliche, but it's possible that we all know what to do um, or what's right at heart. The next question is, how can you use what was learned in LDRS 2014 for the rest of your college career and beyond? I think basically every concept taught in this course will definitely prove useful in the rest of my college career and beyond. But if I had to choose the highlights, I would say that um, module five in which we talked about the fixed versus, my, versus growth mindset I think this topic was super useful to me because for a long time I had placed a lot of blame on other people for how things turned out in my life. And since learning more about how a growth mindset works, I've kind of shifted my attitude towards people and try to always take responsibility now. Like for example, recently I did some group work with my group in another class and we all work together on our own parts and when we got our grade back on a rubric, I freaked out because we had done so poorly and on my graded part of the rubric, I got 100% and I was upset because the other members of the group did very poorly and their marks were low. And it might sound like, it might sound like I'm bragging right now, but that's not what I'm going for. But I caught myself thinking that way and I was like, oh, it's their fault. And then I was all like, hold on. I was in this group too and if I was truly dedicated on getting a good grade, then I should have offered to peer review the work of the people in my group instead of just ignoring them. So I think I've definitely changed a lot since that since um, that particular class in which we talked about the subject. And I've become more emotionally aware too because of that. But it's taking time to have that growth mindset really stick. But having that growth mindset just feels so good and freeing. Like, when you blame other people for everything, it can feel like you're not in control of anything and you're just helpless. And that's never the case anymore. When you have a growth mindset, you always, to an extent, have control of your own life, it feels like. And yeah, I think that would be the biggest thing that I'm going to take away from this class and implement into my career in life, definitely. So the last question is, after taking this course, how would you define peer leadership? So I think my definition of peer leadership has changed a lot since the first day of class. I think I used to define peer leadership as only being about emotions. Like I know on the first day of class, you asked us to draw a picture of what we thought peer leadership looked like. And I drew a picture of a kid crying and another person comforting them. So I associated, associated peer leadership as being this whole thing about empathy but so much more than that, and it's it's a love for diversity, it's being authentic, it's being honest, the list goes on and on, but it was very interesting to see the contrast between how I saw it on my first day of class versus how I see it now, and I think if I were to define it now, I would have a really hard time doing that just because there are so many traits and behaviors that go into peer leadership, but if I was going to define it, I would say that peer leadership is the act of facilitating someone or something in order to be a guide in that person's life. Like 
not being a parent to these people, you still want these people to have their authentic selves and make their own authentic decisions. But just being that figure that people can look up to when they're feeling lost or alone. All right, that concludes this. Thank you.